I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Boeing's troubles don't seem to come to an end. In the latest development, Boeing is unable to deliver. SpiceJet, a low-cost carrier, had its own plan to increase its fleet this year, but it appears doubtful now that Boeing has failed to meet its commitment. The Economic Times report suggests SpiceJet's ambition was to boost its capacity with new Max airplanes, but with Boeing only delivering three instead of the ten planes as per the deal, has put SpiceJet's dreams on hold. Aviation experts believe the failure of Boeing to deliver is due to the manufacturer's present focus on Akasa. So, the new low-cost carrier in town, Akasa Air, which is backed by Rakesh Junjunwala, is slated to begin commercial operations in June this year. And reportedly, in the next five years, the debutant airline expects to have a fleet of 72 planes. The company has placed an order for 72 Boeing 737 Max aircrafts, with the goal of expanding their aircraft size to 18 in the first year of operations. However, this is bad news for SpiceJet, as the airline had hoped to replace its old jet with new ones, and fleet expansion would also mean more sales. SpiceJet might have to wait a little longer now. When it comes to Akasa Air, on the other hand, the airline chose Boeing's Max solely because the plane maker agreed to its required delivery timeline, which Airbus could not guarantee owing to the long wait for the Airbus 320. But this, of course, is good news for Boeing, and it's probably the only silver lining right now, since when Jet Airways was grounded, Boeing only had one client for its Max aircraft in India. Anyway, coming back to Boeing's challenges, the Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday that manufacturing of the new Air Force One plane by Boeing has been halted owing to difficulties at the production facility. In addition, Boeing 787 Dreamliner is also facing issues with delivery delays. And just last month, we told you about a Chinese Eastern Airlines Boeing 737-800, which crashed with 132 passengers on board and no survivors. With a recent crash and delays in deliveries, Boeing is in a difficult spot. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan, and here is the deep dive for April seventh, twenty twenty-two. And for today's deep dive, we'll look at the promises Vijay Shekhar Sharma is making. Profits are on the way, believes Vijay Shekhar Sharma, CEO of One Ninety Seven Communications, which owns the payment platform Paytm. Sharma indicated in a letter to shareholders that Paytm will break even operationally in six months. He also claims to achieve this without any compromises on the company's goals. To understand this better, we look at some figures. As reported by Mint, Paytm highlights its operating performance for the quarter that ended in March 2022. So, the loans granted through its platform increased by 374% year on year, which is 6.5 million in loans in Q4 with a value of 3,553 crore rupees. Or a 417% year-on-year increase. Furthermore, the company's total merchant payment volume too increased by 104% to 2.59 lakh crores. 
Sharma also emphasized that his stock grants were now tied with the company's stock price, regaining the IPO value of rupees two thousand one hundred and fifty. His goal is to make sure it stays above that level in the long run. And if you recall, Paytm actually had a rocky start on the stock market in November of last year. In reference to the issue price, the company's stock had dropped by more than half. Analysts believe it was due to overvaluation. CEO Vijay Shekhar Sharma's optimism and determination to become profitable is admirable, but also quite risky. On the revelation of the company aspiring to become profitable, Paytm's stock climbed four percent. Although that's not enough, linking stock options to a company's performance in the market would require a stock rise of three hundred and sixty percent from its present level. As the scholars say it. Coupling executives' income to a company's stock price might create a moral hazard, because that would simply result in incentivizing risk-taking. And what does that mean? I'll tell you. So, when the value of the company's shares increases, investors who stand to gain might miss their chance because they are looking to take a risk and seeking higher returns. Let's take an example. Many years ago, Indian markets witnessed a similar case play out at the now defunct Global Trust Bank when its founder Ramesh Kelly reportedly teamed up with influential brokers to manipulate the bank's stock value in order to fulfill commitments he made to selected shareholders. Could history repeat itself? Well, we'll find out in a few months. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify. Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal. Co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.